right. Oh, well, here we are. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm so bloody tired. I'm just overdoing everything. This is always the way. I know. I know. It's, not, it's only the beginning of bloody the Christmas crap. Yeah. Still haven't yeah. sent any cards. It's just. Oh, we, we, we divvied up the jobs in our house this weekend and we just ripped up the Christmas cards one. Very good. I did yeah. last year send a lot of cards saying this would be the last year for cards. So yeah. I've, I've got it down to almost none. But I Yay. still haven't the list. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Anyway, let's crack on with bringing Oh, yes, there's a podcast out there. Yeah, it's a lovely man called David Ferguson. Gosh, I love David Ferguson. He's a, he's a stalwart of the London comedy circuit and he is uh, just one of the nicest people in comedy and is a beautiful, beautiful person. And I'm even more sorry about him because uh, over the summer, so we recorded this way back at the end of March, and then over the summer we nearly lost David to COVID. He was desperately ill. So uh, the whole of the London comedy scene feels even more, um, you know, enamoured by how Mm. wonderful he is. And he is back and he's back performing and he's got his show and it's it's an absolute delight. Yeah, that's exciting. So it's a really lovely conversation as well. Very funny, a lot of messing about, but also, uh, you know, sweet, really sweet. Yeah. It's got a bit of depth to it, isn't it? You like yeah, it when love, it's a bit of depth to it. I love it, it, I love it when it goes deep, what can I say? I mean, it um, goes deep when we talk about The Little Mermaid, obviously, because she brings quite low Yes, doing that kissing, thing that he does. Kissing, <laughs> kissing David Ferguson's little dolly face, I think. Obviously. And I think we spent far too long talking about young, hot Brendan Fraser, but can you spend too long talking about young, hot Brendan Fraser? Because hello. Hello. And also, of course, classic movie stars, Cary Grant and the wonderful Joan Crawford come up almost yes. too much. Uh, it's just joy and delicious. Is there anything else we need? Any intimations, as they used to say? I don't think so. Keep listening. We've got one of these every day. Uh, we love you very share, much. And we'll share. tell your friends. Tell your friends. Share, share, share. And we will, there'll be a brand new one next Wednesday. But um, uh, for now, here's David Ferguson. Have a lovely time. Hello, I'm Pauline S. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Air Lee Doors, and we are. Opening Doors to other dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals or doors into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's a man who's a fan of everyone's favourite mermaid, knows his way around a personal massage device, a comic book nerd with a solo pleasure he's going to be telling us about later. It's comedian David Ferguson. Yay! Hello, David. You are all those things and more. It's becoming our brand. I think the introductions. It is becoming your brand, though, David, as well. And we should also say the creator and treasurer, because she's been a treasure, of Corona Crawford, who has been a year's worth of Joan Crawford postings uh, with with appropriate coronavirus lockdown. It's sad. It's come to an end. 
it's come to, well, it was a, it was a year, it was a year of it. So it, it needed, it, I, I didn't think it would last for a year because the idea, I've got to be honest, wasn't strong enough to last year, but there's 365 posts. Yeah. So, That's amazing. I long for that kind of stickability. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was the thing to do every day. So yeah. um, it got me out of bed. Fantastic. And um, just one thing, before we set off the dominatrix, as we do, we've got one more thing we need to insert into her. Um, <laughs> David, tell us. Over to you, Louise. Uh, if there was one comedian you could work with, present company accepted, of, uh, who would that be? Uh, Maria Bamford. Uh, I, I love her. I love her deeply. Um, she's just so funny and, and strange, and there's not really anyone like her. Mm. Um, uh, that's so. That's Maria Bamford, and she's still alive. Um, not alive. I, I. I don't know that I could work with him, but I'd love to meet Richard Pryor. Um, ah. Uh, I. I just can't believe how great he was. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I, I'm. I'm willing to work with anyone, quite frankly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay, uh, shall we pop both Richard Pryor and Maria Bamford into the dom uh, the dominatrix? Oh, okay. Let's do Let's that. Let's do it. Isn't that a salad spinner? No. Before we looked into our store, David, here's the good news: you get to choose to actually live out one of the alternative realities we're about to present for you. Okay. But here's the bad news. You have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. Okay. So if you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Yes, that makes and sense. And just to make it clear, the ongoing things could be worse. <laughs> it, took, it took one of our guests about four rejections of quite good things for them to work that out. <laughs> and then getting lots of very bad ones. Yes. Yeah. Right, so let's get on with the game. Door number one. Okay, David, in this reality, you are back at your best ever gig. Can you tell us a bit about that? I think Polly was there. My, my best ever gig? Um, Which my best one? Ever so gig. many. It was my, there was a club, the club my, or comedy night called GMB in London. And um, uh, not to get all sad or anything, but I've been, I've been street homeless for a while. That's a long time ago. Things are much better now, even though it's a global pandemic. But, um, uh, <laughs> God, that's quite first... a low bar. That's really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'd been street homeless for a while and um, I got finally back into temporary comedy accommodation and it was my first comedy gig after all that had happened and I, I at the time I thought I'd been a comedian for a very long time and when I look back I'd done maybe 10 gigs up to that point <laughs> and I mean and you know what you sort of you, you don't know how big something is until like oh right I've done hundreds of gigs now and I'm like I, I, I was just a baby but I it was my first gig back I felt terrible I got on stage and something clicked and it was, I, 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 I hope I've grown since then, but I think it was one of the best gigs I ever had. And um, it, it, it really did sort of put me on a better path. It was a, a real sign that things were better. It was a real sign that things were better. And I got a standing ovation and 
um, I got to meet, I got, I'm certain I met you there, Pauline. I'm yeah, I remember yes. it. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was shivers down the spine. Oh, it's as yeah. close to mush, as they used to say. <laughs> as and young then, people. And then there was like 20 gigs where I was never even remotely that good again. Because, <laughs> you know, that, that one that came back, it helped me be. I always think that gigs are like pylons and, and, and your progress is like a, a, a sort of wire that That's sort of analogy. falls down between, you know, and, and as long as you have a good one every so often, it keeps the wire off the ground. <laughs> yeah. And if you have an, an and rats has like an absolutely massive pile on, like you could have loads of really bad ones and it still wouldn't hit the ground after that. Yeah. Chappie you know? Sandy always talks about it as a fix. And you have yes. one like that and it gets you through. It's like, no, no, the next one, the next, like being a gambler. The next yeah. one, the next one's going to be great because I've had that before and I know that feeling. Yeah, 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 exactly. So in this reality, David, that it's that gig, but instead of falling into the arms of Pauline Air, <laughs> which is lovely, the person who is there to give you an embrace is. I could just play the actual sound effect. <laughs> it's more fun. Oh, it's impresario Simon Cowell. Oh. <laughs> okay, so hang on though. Okay, so let's think about this. It's that gig, it's that vibe. But if Simon Cowell is there, maybe it's BGT. <laughs> and he hugs you right and you've done like 10 gigs and you just walk on the stage off the street basically and go this is my story i mean i'm commissioning it right now I'm, you i'm just saying i'm just saying you fall into simon cal's arms he hugs you and says i own you now <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't welcome that opportunity in the future. It, <laughs> no, it, it's too many. It really was life changing, and it, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I, that's uh, because it really did. I, 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 my life would be completely different if that gig hadn't happened. That's how. That's how big it was. You know, so you are turning down. I'm turning down, Simon. Not forever, Simon, if you're <laughs> um, but, uh, but right now, yeah. Not ready to walk through that particular door right now. Okay, so let's see what's behind this one. Door number two. Okay, incredibly, David, a long-lost first cousin twice removed has left you a massive, swanky house in central London. You can live in it rent-free forever as long as you share it with who's it going to be dominate <gasps> oh, let me do the sound effect <laughs> ian duncan smith <laughs> that was cruel dominatrix it was cruel ian duncan smith it could have been Maria Banford, but no. No. Well, do you want to know what great material would I get from that? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, that's so that's a yes. I mean, <gasps> oh, should be in Duncan sure. I get a lovely apartment in London. Yeah. But you have yes. to share it with him. What if? What if further down the route, further down the line here? Well, you've definitely got Maria Banford with one of your scenarios still to come. Will you turn down the opportunity to share something with her 
for the chance to live in a fabulous London home oh, gosh, with Ian Duncan oh, no, Smith. No, 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 no. See, I, I was jumping. I was jumping again. Remember, <laughs> uh, you've got eight scenarios in all. I've got. I've got I realise it's only. I only get one scenario to choose. You've right? only yes. got one, and yes. once yeah, you, I, start, I, you can't change your mind. Oh, you okay, can't go so, back. No. Oh, well, then no. Yeah, no. Ian Duncan. Uh, no. No. Kind of, no. I, I love it when it's a really horrible dilemma like this. I have to say, I'm very happy. Here's your wildest me. dream. Yeah. No, you can only the, choose one. Here's the compromise. Yeah. Okay. All right. <gasps> Let's keep going. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, Worth to come. <laughs> Door number three. Okay. Oh, David, you've landed yourself a small but named part in the series of Doom Patrol. <laughs> Why is that matter? Why does that matter? Well, for a number of reasons, the Doom Patrol uh, TV series is actually really good. Uh, Brendan Fraser, who I have a great fondness for, um, he was just... Um, he was one of those actors that was everywhere in the mid nineties, uh, and he can act. You know, if you've seen Gods and Monsters, he's brilliant in that. Yeah. Uh, but also, he did the Mummy, the fun one, not the Tom Cruise one. Sorry, Sophie Patella, I love you. Um, um, <laughs> he, uh, I, I just, I love that he's come back. He does a really great job as, as Robot Man, as Cliff Robertson, and oh my gosh, yes, oh, that's such a good one. Uh, it's so, also based on. on the writings of Grant Morrison, and he's one of my favorite comic book writers. So, okay. I, I'm going to say no to it. No, no, wait, no, 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 you're only a small part, right? So there's not a lot of you. You're a very limited edition. You're like an Empire Strikes Back era Boba Fett, right? Oh. The person oh, who has bought the first one off the production line has made a YouTube video of themselves unboxing it. And I mean unboxing it. They take you out of the box. They shower your little plastic face with kisses. They pose your little poseable arms and legs. <laughs> How are you feeling about this option now? Do you want to know something? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a nerd. I, I'm a geek. I, I'm a collectible person. That, that just sounds like a dream. This, this is. I've who always is it going to be? The question is, who is it? Okay, so let's just. She is a cruel mistress, the dominatrix. But who has she brought up? One terrified now. Okay, so basically, another one. All of your dreams have come true. We've ruined it with an Ian. Oh no! 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 I want to put this one back, but I can't because the dominatrix has spoken. It's the Reverend Ian Paisley, senior. Senior. I'm so sorry, oh, Junior. Doesn't matter. I mean, showering your little plastic face with kisses. But you're I, still in Doom Patrol. I'm still in Doom, and I, 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 it's not me. It's getting showered. I have to say, <laughs> that 
that's um, that's a, a, an image that I would never have thought of. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you'll be getting my therapist bill. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, there's actually, uh, I, I am going to turn it down, um, but that, that, I, I didn't, I, that was uh, really, I'm, I will, I will regret that at some point on my day, even with Ian, even, even with big Ian, given that, that all the love, I mean, wow. I, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, Ulster says, no, but this toy is great, you know. <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of strangely lovely, but yes, that's a it's a no. Sadly. Okay, all right. Where are we? Door number four. Here we go. Door number. Door number four. So, David, you're in the cinema completely alone. Is this a good scenario or a bad scenario? That's good. I love the movies, and I have been in the cinema completely on my own <laughs> many times. Yeah. <laughs> So have I. Who wouldn't? Why not? Yeah. Love going to the cinema on my own. I can see Absolutely. what I want. Yeah. yeah. You're in the cinema completely alone. Someone comes and sits right next to you and they offer you some of their popcorn, which might be an irritant or it might be a good thing. And the person is... Press the button. Thanos, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> You're getting all of the assholes, aren't you? <laughs> that, that means all the good ones are left. Well, I mean, you're not going to say no to Thanos, are you? You know, um, <laughs> and maybe the reason he's the reason why the cinema is empty. He, you know, maybe did the snap. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because Thanos is a very scary person, and I oh. couldn't tell him to be quiet while the movie was on. And um, my my least favorite thing in the world, apart from like social injustice and all that kind of thing, um, <laughs> you know, re- my least favorite thing that isn't important in the world um, uh, is someone talking during a movie. Yeah, because I I, I, I the, the you know the darkness and watching the movie and just being a, you know in that world. I also and having all that, yeah, I was going to say having all that space alone, and then some bastard comes and sits right next to you. He's like, "Why would you do that?" And I bet he's a loud cruncher as well. Thanos <laughs> won't be like a selfless. He won't be like, "I have to eat all the popcorn before the film starts," which is the rule. Yeah, you well, know? It's, it's, for me, it's not a rule so much as just the way that I am. <laughs> I made it a rule so that I could justify. My disgusting gluttony. Yes, yes. We're both good people. Good people, definitely, through and through. Okay, so we say no to Thanos at the flicks. No to Thanos. Door number five. Right. Oh, David, here we go. You've got a new boy. He falls in love with you for your comedy. But you can't be together because reasons. So you go to see a sea witch. Let's call her. Let's call her Arcella. <laughs> and she tells you you can be with this person if you give up your beautiful comedy voice. If you give up comedy. <laughs> 
you're going to choose the boyfriend. This is weird because it could be a girlfriend, okay? Just saying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Just realised with what we've not done is load this with we may have had all the men, basically. Uh, this person is in love with you. Anyway, you can, you know, I don't know. Right, let's see who it is. Let's see who it is. It's... Uh, it's Cary Grant. Oh, that's not fair. That's... <laughs> Do you know, my kids, were, my kids at the same school as Cary Grant went to. Um, I, I, I am a, a goddess person. I love my movie Goddesses, and there aren't really any men that excite me in the same way that Joan Crawford or Benny Davis or, you know, heck, even Madonna. Like, like, I love my goddesses. <laughs> Um, but Cary Grant is actually one of the very few men that um, just dazzles me. Um, that, uh, I hear you. And he's such, uh, I love his, uh, uh, boss. And he's, and he's just said, I just went gay all of a sudden. <laughs> you can never tell with that generation, though. Oh. I love him too. No, but that's a, that's a direct quote, Louise. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, it is. Of course it is. We're bringing yes. up baby, stop it. Of course it, it is. Oh, wait, sorry, I only have eyes for Catherine Hepburn in that. I'm sorry. Oh, I love him. He's um, so charming. Mm. So charming. I just wanted to say, Louise, if your kids are at the same school that Cary Grant went to, is that because they're leeching off the system? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's right. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Would you give up comedy for we'll Cary see. Grant? We see, well, the, the lovely thing is we wouldn't, we wouldn't be boyfriends. We'd just be housemates you know and i would i would there would be wonderful hollywood parties and, and would you would. would you though or would he actually be married to somebody but but definitely your boyfriend you'd be his secretary i mean from from the rumors i'm a, i'm a very bad homosexual i miss the days of lavender marriages i love all that <laughs> it makes it all it makes it all makes it like an adventure movie it's romantic isn't it yeah, of course it's in reality, it, it, but that's, I love yes. the idea. What, what, yeah, I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against bigamy, in principle. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, I, 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 I can see why it can work if everyone's on board. You yeah, know. everyone has to be on board, it can't be behind anyone's back, that's, that's yeah. not cool. That's Who nice. tells the story? Who is it? Somebody famous, a screenwriter, tells the story of, of getting a job on the lot and Cary Grant was in one of the other offices. Do you know that story? And they were, it was, oh my God, I've got, it was like MGM or something and they're on the lot and they've got an office and they're writing. On the first day, Cary Grant knocks on the door and says, do you want to go for lunch? And they're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then the second day, Cary Grant knocks on the door and says, do you want to go for lunch? And on the third day, and eventually it's like, oh, for God's sake, Cary Grant, can you stop coming down for lunch? And that's what he did with everybody. <laughs> And so, actually, the screenwriter's office was like the crap office, where it's like, oh, could you just, like, babysit Carrie Brock for a bit? Yes. I'd take my turn, though. I would totally take my oh, turn. Oh, so well, I, I, well, see, that is, for me, that's the beginning of how it would work with Carrie. I'd be the, I'd be in there writing comedy gold. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, oh, so tempting. That would be your meet cute. Mm. You would have I, to give up comedy I, i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to say no and that hurts that's wow. what because yeah wow 
So you're you're continuing to gamble on store. If that's ter- door five out of eight. Yeah. Three left. How many voice? If it was like if I could never lose, <clears> I'd <throat> maybe take it. But you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good good thought. What you would what you would give up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Right here we go. Door number six. So. David, I understand you used to work in a sex shop. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did for three years. For three years. Yeah. You're back there. You're back in the sex shop yeah. and somebody comes in with a return. It's a yeah. very indiscreet vibrator. And the person says it just didn't work for me. And they've clearly tried it a lot. That person is... Oh no! It's Maria Bamford. <laughs> um, a couple of things. Um, I had that situation happen many times, um, and um, I, I, I kind of loved it. I kind of loved it because you were able to go. Well, this didn't work, and we, we, there, there are no re, there are no returns or refunds because. It's like underwear, you can't return a refund underwear. So um, I'm trying to be discreet. I'm trying to be um, d- delicate with what I'm saying. Um, but I would also have a long conversation. I, th- see, the working in the sex shop was a really strange thing. I did it because um, it was really flexible hours. And I was at a training course. And I wanted to do the training course and, and work. Um, and uh, I, I didn't think I would... I would care, do you know what I mean? Like I thought, oh, it's just a shop job, really. Um, and it turned out to be this adventure and life-changing and um, because you got to see people in a very intimate way but um, and have conversations. I got, I, got, I got thank you cards from people. Like, oh. you, saved, like you saved my marriage and um, uh, thank you for, for helping me be the person I needed to be and thank you for taking shame away. And and it got it got me over a lot of my hangups because we're all human beings, you know, and um, and and a fulfilling love life is is actually really important. I think I think I think we can be a bit gross about it and go ew, you know, sex ew. But actually, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's something that's really important. Um, and we're really hung up on it, and I don't understand why. Also, there are amazing um, toys that you can get. That look like uh, they're they're cooking implements. Um, <laughs> <you> Spatula. <know, laughs> yeah, honestly, but honestly, I could, I, 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 I could, you know. Uh, what, you mean you don't actually have to use? You don't actually have to use the cooking implements. Oh, only I know. I've been whisking away for years. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. There are there are cooking implements that uh, are great for souffle. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But you know, just it was just so really more good. of a sort of sex utensil. Yes, yes, and I mean, there, there are things, there are, like, if you can think about it, there's a product that will cover that. Yeah. So what do you do in the scenario where Maria Bamford is coming in with her faintly oh. grubby vibrator? How do you, can you, I'm going to, I can't do the impression in public. <laughs> um, I, would have but, the I would have the conversation with her, and I would try and make her happy, not in that way, but obviously. Um uh, because because I I found that if you because people get hung up and 
and you have a, I, I, it was almost like a therapist job. I'm not saying I'm a therapist by any way of the stretch of the imagination, but we all took it very, very, very seriously. Um, and, and was um, this like a sort of what one might think of as a, a modern ladies, lady friendly sex shop, or was good. it like, or was it like a sleazy? It was it was a wee bit sleazy. It was you want it to be a wee bit sleazy. You do, I promise. Uh, um, Anne Summers is oh, I shouldn't even mention, but um, it because it helps you get over yourself. It's naughty when you go in. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, and uh, not too sleazy because we took we took it very seriously. So there was there was a toy section, and at the time there was a DVD section. Obviously, DVDs are just kind of going the way of the VHS. Um, uh, but it was all about just it was it was a free co- it was a free conversation and it, re- it was really good for my uh, health because I'm 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 from Northern Ireland and even though I'm an out and proud gay man I also grew up in Northern Ireland and, <laughs> uh, at a time when uh, there was you know Ulster against sodomy and and all that and I, I was really shamed about my about being gay but also by just being a you know sexual um, thank God for Madonna. That's all I can say. I grew up with a dog. I, we got rid of her book when the children were little because we thought we didn't want to find it, her them to find it. And afterwards, having flicked through it, I was like, no, what have I done? Why have I put this piece of actually really, really female gaze erotica that there's so little of? Why have I chucked it out of my house when actually my young boy children could find it and mm. find some actual stuff out plus it had a bit of value to it yeah so i mentioned earlier that i was homeless and one of the things i lost was my copy of the madonna sex book uh because yeah, i lost everything when i was homeless yeah. and uh yay homeless um didn't lose <laughs> weight um and this lockdown i i it was my birthday and i thought oh i've got a wee bit of money let's see what I can find, and I got uh, I got a replacement copy, it, and I it was I have to be honest, I kind of I'm over it, you know. But the getting it was so oh, it's back it's and it was in much better condition, and so so um, I know what you mean about getting rid because I always felt like oh, I'll never have it again, and and it's and it's really well written. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, no, I mean, I as I was flicking through it, there was a bit, I think if I'd have listened. To the podcasts and stuff that I've listened to since, uh, and read the stuff that I've read, I've since read, and and I wouldn't have chucked it out, or not chucked it out, we flogged it. But um, <laughs> I think my husband was working as a music journalist when it came out, and actually got it at the press at the re- press release. Oh. Yeah. So and now you know, you're going to say it was signed. <laughs> I don't think it was signed. I don't think. Actually, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but anyway, so what about this door, David? Are you going to walk through and meet Maria Bamford in a situation where you can bond quite nicely and you know what to do and you're mm-hmm. comfortable? You see, this is this is the this is really difficult because and it's number seven and she'll be six. number six, but she'd be so funny. Number six, yeah, sorry, she'd be so funny. You see, I in, in the reality of things, there's actually people I made friends with that were customers yeah. in the store. Um, that I'm still friends with now, so it's not like it's this. Like, yeah, it's quite close to a table, oh, right? God. I'm going to say no. <gasps> I'm going to say no. 
Oh my, you did. Holy oh. oh. flipping. Oh, I'm, going, I'm going to end up having to take the last one, aren't I? Because I've said no to you. <laughs> You've got two left. You've got two left. The pressure is increasing, as oh is gosh. the suspense. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Okay, okay I, don't even, I don't I I'm really, really reluctant about pressing the button to open door number seven. Louise because... does like to influence people's decisions here. No, I just feel like, oh, I can't bear it. I can't bear it. Okay, here we go. It's oh gone. I didn't think I didn't think I'd be so like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. Here we are. My heart's Okay, gone. here we go. Door number seven. Door number seven. Okay. God damn it. It's a special day. All lockdown restrictions are finally lifted. And to celebrate, McDonald's are relaunching the McRib. <laughs> How do you feel so far, David? Uh, I, I, well, all the lockdown restrictions gone, that would be awesome. Yeah. And the McRib. And the McRib. McRib. <laughs> You're second in the queue. <laughs> what a joyous moment. The person in front of you orders the entire day's stock of McRibs. Of course. <laughs> that person is... Richard Pryor. Yes, yes, this is the one. This is the one. Of course he's ordering them all. Yeah, this is it, yeah. Because that means he's back. Yes, yes. Oh, the relief. The relief. And he might have been buying them for everyone. Yeah. And he's, he did he did stuff like that. I, I could get to talk to him about Superman three. <laughs> and um, you'd be able to share his McRibs. You might still, oh, yeah. That's the thing. You don't even necessarily lose out on the McRib. I mean, if it was yes, Ian Paisley yeah. who was doing that, you'd be screwed. You know. Yeah. But it's oh, so you're it, walking through. Nice. You're walking through to the reality where you are standing behind Richard Pryor in the queue for a McRib. Because I have a reason to talk to him that isn't, you're Richard Pryor. It's, hey, I, can I get him a group? You know, like, it's, it's yeah. in my head, it's an adventure that we go on. I, I'm, and, Brilliant. Okay. Fantastic. You have chosen. You have chosen. But there was one door left, and yeah. maybe you'll regret it. Should we have a look at yes, David? Please, okay, other one. So yeah. it's traditional at this point to say, bearing in mind how many awesome realities you've turned down <laughs> would you like to swap the reality you have chosen for the final one this is the only this i mean it just so happens you chose the seventh if you'd chosen the first we'd have still offered you if you'd chosen to live with ian duncan smith we'd have offered you this chance to <laughs> and you'd have said yes i nearly, and did, said, I nearly did live with the end of um, I, I, <laughs> I love how it's already become like in real life. I really. <laughs> there was this time once when I turned down the chance for accommodation forever to live with Ian Duncan Smith. But um, yeah, um, I, I've got to be real. I've often hoped that 
it was that Richard Pryor was still alive. Although I think he'd be in his nineties now. I might have that wrong. Doesn't um, matter. In this dimension, he's any age you want him to be. Yeah, I, I the idea that he would still be alive, yeah, that's just beautiful. I love that idea. So uh, I can't. I, uh, no, so that's you're, the one. That's you're keeping one. that. Here's what you've got to one. Door number eight. Your final scenario that you have turned down is you are starring in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane and, oh, my God, you're Betty Davis. And Joan Crawford is being played by... Young, hot Brendan Brazier. <laughs> <laughs> he would be marvellous. Wouldn't he? He would wouldn't be marvellous. Do you know what? That, that's a goal. That's a career goal now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. I forgot. Just, we didn't actually check whether you said yes or no. No, you no, said no. You wouldn't no. swap. You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't swap. swap. Yeah. It is swapped. Even though, Too late like, now. <laughs> No, and it's still a no. It's still no because the, the idea that that's such a lovely idea that Richard Pryor is back in the world. Because oh. um, I've, I've all his albums, which whose names I cannot say because they're all. <laughs> um, but you definitely he's, shouldn't he's, say them because they're fucking rude. Yeah, absolutely oh, yeah, fucking yeah. filth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's just he's just genius. There's so much humanity to him. I mean, he had a horrible life, but the idea of starring up to Brendan Fraser. And we're both in dresses. That's actually that's that's <laughs> you, you know. He was and I so pretty. Beautiful. That's, that's yes. yeah. Yeah, I am. I am thoroughly impressed by the dominatrix. That these she's are good, isn't she? She has yeah, served you very well. She's served you very well. Really? I mean, it is. It is slightly concerning that she has clearly stalked all of your social media back in time. <laughs> But hey, don't worry about it. It's it's a a good warning that you should maybe take things down sometimes (laughs) to all of our guests because we if you've said it in the public domain, we'll be using it against you. (laughs) Brilliant! Oh, David, that's lovely. It's all we've got time for. Fabulous! Yeah, it's been so lovely. Uh, So please do follow us on the socials. It's at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter and at Airly Doors on Instagram and uh, we're on Facebook as well and David where can our listener my mum find out more about you uh, David Ferguson funny on Instagram uh, and Da Ferg is funny that's D-A-F-E-R-G which is a contraction of my name my rap name <laughs> this is your this is your combined name if you start going out with Fergie or yeah. or, yeah, or Alex Ferguson or, yeah. yeah yeah that's it that is it for now thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed yourself please hit subscribe and if you want to email us any scenarios we can put our guests in please do at airlydoors at gmail.com we'd love to take your embarrassing incidents and adventures and turn them into alternative realities for our guests so it just leaves me to say goodbye and thank you so much to our incredible desk guest. Thank you, David. David. Thank you so much. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darble. Well done, him, eh? <laughs>